It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. So, uh, I have a three and three basketball tournament that I'm on in the end of this week, and it's starting to make me feel old because I actually now need to like stretch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I understand that. I mean, I my hammy has been giving me oh. trouble for like a month. It was actually kind of nice though because I, I went. We had a practice, right? And I came home and my back was tight. And then oh, my oh, wife. You had, you had a practice. We're talking about practice. No, you do actually had a practice for this tournament. Well, a few of us played together. Yeah, because there's there's I have new teammates. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two of our old teammates got cut, and we uh, we added two new teammates who uh, have more skill so that we can possibly win. Oh, oh, that's awesome! I didn't know nobody invited me. You, I said skill. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. You can't you teach pray for us. height. So afterwards, it was real nice because I was, I was in pain and my wife like stretched me out and like I hadn't got that much attention. I may fake a back injury a few times. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a good plan. I also know I'm old because uh, like I have a nose trimmer and <laughs> once a week I trim my nose hairs. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not that old. And you know why I'm not that old? It's because I'm not that focused like on my bowels or when I went. And people... Like in the morning, I had someone call me who usually goes to the bathroom early in the morning. And it was like 11 and they hadn't gone yet. And they're like, what should I do? And I was like, just, just wait, wait it out. longer. <laughs> Drink some prune juice. But bowels, there's this part as a doctor where once you kind of get the history of present illness and you go through some of the history, you went through this thing called the review of symptoms. Okay. And it's basically where you ask all these questions of different symptoms people may have. And then they comment on whether or not they have them. The problem is some people have all of them. And when you're in medical school, it takes like forever to get through the review of systems, which are sometimes called also the review of symptoms, right? There you kind of go other, both terms are used. So okay. I'm going to watch it. This is how quickly I can do it. All right. Are you having any fevers or chills, chest pain, heart racing, shortness of breath, wheezing, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, constipation, abdominal pain? Are you urinating okay? Do you have any problems? Uh, um, emptying your bladder. If you are a woman, are you having any urinary leakage? If you are a man, are you having any um, uh, problems with um, with erections? Are you having headaches or dizziness? Any problems with anxiety, uh, depression, fatigue? Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. So speaking of diarrhea, yeah. today's topic is about irritable bowel syndrome. I-B-S. Yep. Well, I didn't say... Okay. I, did, I wasn't saying that IBS. I was calling the disease IBS. Oh, that's like, what it's I called. I don't BS. It's whatever. It's, when I said it slowly, it sounded like I was saying like IBS, like I'm full of it. It's not what I was saying. Let's get irritable. <laughs> let's get irritable. Yeah, let's get irritable. Let me hear your body talk. It sounds like that... <laughs> Who's that? Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get irritable, oh, irritable. irritable. Yeah. Let's get irritable, irritable. 
Do you let hear me some... hear your body talk. Body talk. Do you... let, let me hear your belly talk. Oh, does the belly tell you, like... Oh, yeah. So the bowel, what is the bowel? Like, what's so, it made well, up of? The reason of? we're talking about irritable bowel syndrome is, it, and I remember with celiac, you're like, only 0.7% of people, up to 10 to 15% of uh, North Americans have irritable bowel syndrome. Okay. More often in women than men. And it, uh, you know. And how is it passed on? Oh, is we, it genetic? We, we don't know if it's genetic. We, okay. don't, we don't fully know why irritable bowel syndrome happens. Uh, irritable bowel syndrome happens. But... Like, do you have a regular bowel, and at some point you just aggravate it, and it's like now it's an irritable bowel? Well, so there's a lot of different types, right? So there's, there's four different types. Yeah. Right? So there's diarrhea type, constipation type, mixed type, and the unclassified type. So I'm going to give you the exact diagnostic criteria. Like, because you know how somebody, like, that, um, it's just like, like, you know when you start becoming a driver, and you really don't know if you're a good driver or a bad driver and you're just driving around. And then you start commuting. And if your commute is long and you have to go to Philly or you have to take the 422 corridor, you become an irritable driver. Yeah. Like, does the same thing happen with your bowel? Like, at some point, you have this great bowel and, and, and everything's good. And then there's, like, stages. And then all of a sudden you have this, like, angry bowel and it's very irritable. Well, I hope you don't get irritable bowel syndrome. Diarrhea. If you're stuck on 422 or the Skookoo, because that would be bad. Oof. There's nothing good going there. So, irritable bowel syndrome. Because I'm going to keep it simple. Because a lot of you out there may actually go, "Oh, do I actually have that?" So okay. it's pretty simple. It's abdominal pain that's cramping or bloating, at least one day per week in the last three months. That's associated with going to the bathroom, either with a change in stool frequency or a change in stool form. So we can use that Bristol Myers. Squig test. Yes. Bristol yes. Myers Squib. The, the Bristol right? stool. Uh, oh, the Bristol stool. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. Bristol Myers Squib. That's um, a personality test. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Never mind. And so <laughs> there is the diarrhea type. Yeah. Which is the Bristol school's stool scale. Uh, okay. If you have a six to seven. And the mixed bowel type. Six to seven. They're like little pebbles. Well, no, no. Or no. six to seven is like water. Well, that's like water. That's the diarrhea type. Yes, yes. Um, And then there's this unclassified type, which kind of feels wrong, right? That's if you don't fit in a category. But the key here is if you have irritable bowel syndrome, if you have these symptoms, people always worry, like, how do you know it's not something else? Okay. Right? So there's all these red flags that you look at, right? So most people basically have cramping, bloating that oftentimes with stress makes your bowels worse. Either more constipation or more diarrhea. A lot of times people will describe like a stool urgency. Like once they got to go, they got to get there fast. You know, like somebody's moving quick and you say hello and they don't say anything and they're like a, a direct route to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. They may have irritable bowel. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I have a direct route from my mouth. Like especially there are certain things like yeah. um, Hooters wings. I might, have, I might have six minutes. Wow. After consuming the When's last the last morning. time you were at a Hooters? It's been a while. Now that you're the remember. deacon, do you feel like it's different you going there? No. Why? I, oh, I'll tell you. Because um, I had some friends that were meeting to watch a game at the Hooters, like in King of Russia. And I walked yeah. in 
and there was a patient that I took care of yeah. as the waitress, and I had one beer and left, and it was uh, just, I was like, you know, I the dynamic as a physician. Changes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it would change. Now that I have kids, I'm, I think I'm done with Hooters. I can't remember the last time I went, and I don't, I hadn't thought about it in that sense, but yeah. I bet um, there there's probably is uh, something to be said for that. I have mm. not been to Hooters in the last probably 10 years, so. Well... If you leave Hooters and okay. you have diarrhea, six minutes, and man. you want to know, do I have irritable bowel syndrome? Oftentimes, it can be diagnosed clinically. Okay, right. Sometimes we check this uh, stool test for a fecal calprotectin, and sometimes I throw in these words just in case franchise has to wrap with them. Yeah, and then we do stool testing to make sure somebody doesn't have you know um, giardia, which is a, a parasite or celiac disease, and. Uh, but it's pretty straightforward. It is mostly a clinical uh, diagnosis. I think the things are, when somebody has uh, GI issues, is we need to make sure there's not something bad going on. So right? Giardia is a what? It's a parasite. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. You, in Chicago, like out in the Midwest, they have this stuff called Jardinera. It's like this, uh, these pickled vegetables. In mm. Pennsylvania, they have like, like in, uh, in Lancaster, they have like the chow chow. It's weird. Um, but if you go to like Chicago, the, you can get a hot dog with Jardinera on it. And so that's not the same as your Giardia. It is not. It is okay. not. But uh, uh, I would prefer to have some of that yeah, I'm than any Giardia. Um, so I'll tell you the people that need to be worried. The people we need to do more for. The people that are going to definitely need a colonoscopy and endoscopy are the people that are you start with symptoms after you're 50. If you're having uh, rectal bleeding, it's okay. not good. If you're having diarrhea while sleeping, that's not good. Nocturnal diarrhea. Nocturnal diarrhea. If you have worsening abdominal pain, if you're losing weight, or if you have a family history of inflammatory bowel disease like Crohn's or ulcerative colitis or colorectal cancer. If you have diarrhea during the day, it doesn't mean you have rabies. <laughs> it doesn't. No. Why would you have rabies from well, diarrhea? Well, because if it's nocturnal diarrhea during the day... I don't know, because like, do you know how they yeah. say like, if a, if a raccoon who's a nocturnal animal is out at night, that's normal. But if the raccoon is out during the day, they're like, stay away from that thing, man. It's probably rabbit. Yes, yes. It's, it's kind of the opposite, right? Like diarrhea at night, stay away from. Diarrhea during the day, welcome to being a human being. Oh, okay. And you have irritable bowel, which 10 to 15% of Americans do. Yeah. <laughs> um, most people's. Symptoms are chronic, right? They have them throughout life. They get better. They get worse. And you know what affects them quite a bit is stress, <sighs> right? So a lot of people are worried about your syndrome because we don't have a set test that immediately says this is exactly what you have. Yeah. And I'll tell you, patients oftentimes uh, are not 100% confident. Patients want a test. They want a finding. They want me to go, oh, this antibody is positive and this says what you have. We want certainty. One certain right, we you just want to know. I mean, think about it. When you're when you're the patient, don't you want to know a what's going on and b what do I need to do to fix it? Kind of. I'm not the patient often, right? But if I had a super stressful day, yeah, and then I realized, wow, I've been going to the bathroom more often. I would realize that my mind is talking to my gut, and the mind gut connection is a powerful force. Really? Oh yeah. You your mind and your gut are. Connected. There is definitely a connection of anxiety and stress to irritable bowel syndrome. So are they like, um, like mortal enemies? No, they're like on the same page. Like when you flip to this page where okay. your stress is high, yeah. you're either holding your stool or 
You're going more frequently. And, you're letting and it for out. some reason, yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely, absolutely. You know, what we feel in our intestines, you yeah. know, oftentimes there's the parasit- parasympathetic system, right, in our intestines where things are moving through and we don't usually feel them. Right. And then here and there, we feel our, our bowels, and we actually don't really want to or feel like our intestines. So feeling gurgle. stress can actually have a, 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 a physiological reaction. Oh, it, oftentimes people come in and go, oh, I'm not anxious, I'm not nervous, but my stomach is, is in knots, yeah. or, or I'm getting this bloating, or I'm getting this cramping, or, or look at my abdomen, look how bloated it is. Yeah. And oftentimes, it is irritable bowel syndrome, but it is also that mind gut connection that is firing at the wrong levels yeah how can you disconnect that how can you like reset it (sighs) that's tricky one of the ways that somebody described it to me when i was growing up when i was growing up when i was in medical school when i was a when i was a little medical student uh, but even though i was you know uh, um, a grown a grown man at that time um if you were to take two people one with irritable bowel and one without and you were to blow up a balloon inside of uh, the small intestine of one and the other, one would notice it more. And it would yeah. cause more discomfort, distension, and make them feel more uncomfortable. And so that's a thought is that maybe we have like more what's called visceral hypersensitivity. There are some thoughts that like infection could cause it. Like after you get a stomach bug, then you're just all thrown off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some thoughts that, you know, uh, some people think that, you know, you could have some bacteria overgrowth and, uh, you know... Gut microbiome. And at times... Oh, do you remember that word from our first... From gut our, microbiome. It sure could. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love that. it. I love it. Yeah. And our gut microbiome definitely plays a role. So if you have irritable bowel syndrome, first thing you do... Okay. You want to avoid some low gas producing foods, right? So you're going to limit beans, cabbage, onions. You're going to have small meals. You're going to have frequent meals. Reduce fat intake. What about like cabbage? I mean, what about uh, cauliflower? I'm actually not sure. My wife always feels bloated after cauliflower. Then she should avoid cauliflower. But mm. the most famous dietary change to irritable bowel syndrome is called the FODMAPS diet, which stands for... FODMAPS? Yeah, fermentable, oligo, disaccharide, monosaccharide, and polyols. Oh, I always... That's the map I that's, use. That's why we call it FODMAPS. It's so like it's, a GPS. Yes. This is one of those elimination diets where like over six to eight weeks you eliminate things and you slowly add them in and you figure out, hey, what causes me yeah, to feel you worse? You told me to, to, to eliminate... Uh, uh, polyols, I'd be like, oh, yeah, man, I don't even like polyols. Well, chewing gum is one of those things. Who's poly? <laughs> Monosaccharides? I was, I was, my stomach was feeling fine, and then along came polyols. <laughs> along came polyols. <laughs> um, All right. You know, so it, what are these things? Do, do you, do, is there a list of, of the FODMAPs? Acceptable foods. Yeah, they're basically a lot of different carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. I do send people to a nutritionist is it like or dietitian. Keto diet, or it's like or macros, <laughs> where you're tracking your macros nutrients. It's crazy. Yes, it's actually even more restrictive though. So it, it's pretty tough. You know, the, the tricky part is there's all sorts of different medications that treat the constipation, that treat the diarrhea. There are medicines that treat the spasms that you get in your intestines, right? So when I see someone, the question for me is, is this bloating? Is this cramping? How do you... And then I basically have medications to treat the different ones. Okay. But so the you're most, treating the symptoms. I'm treating the symptoms. Yeah. But the most important thing is to take a step back and go, what else is going on in your life? How do we help this? 
Let's get serious about getting irritable. Let me hear your body talk. Let me hear your body talk. Yeah, let's get a little Olivia Newton-John on it. Oh, yeah. She and was so, great in Greece, too. Question for you is, right now, yeah. <clears throat> what is your biggest stressor in life? Oh, what is my biggest stressor in life? Um, well, I tell you what, that eight minutes on QVC is pretty stressful. Um... Because you never know what's going to happen. I, I would say my biggest stressor is always the same, right? It's time, you know, that the, the, the running around with the kids, especially coming up on spring sports season. Yeah. We're potentially going to be in three different places at one time and getting everybody where they need to be and still communicating with each other and, you know, paying for all of it. You know, there's always. Yeah. My biggest stressor is work. Yeah. Just like making sure we have enough employees, the right employees, that we're doing a great job, you know. Um, I can only see so many people. Yeah. And uh, now I have a lot of patients because we've lost some physicians and I'm uh, now become doc from Doc and the Deacon, which leads to more. And so what I'm trying to make sure is that I don't get constipated. <laughs> I don't get diarrhea. Yeah. Because work is getting stressful. That's, yeah, that makes sense. But I want patients to know out there that it is normal if you're going through something stressful for your bowels to act up, for you to feel like you need to run to the restroom more, to feel like you're bloated, to feel like you're cramping. Yeah. Well, you know, stress can be tough. There's there's a story in the Bible uh, in 2 Chronicles about this. King Ahab. How many chronicles were there? We're talking about Second Chronicles. Well, two chronicles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're both they're both pretty long books with lots of stories. Um, was was the second one better than the first one? Yes, the sequel. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to tell you at times I like the sequel more. Some. Okay, go ahead. Bad Boys Two I liked more than Bad Boys One. I have one. not seen the new Bad Boys. I haven't seen the new Bad Boys, but Bad Boys Two I like better than the oh, original. Oh, Bad Boys Two was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Mike Lara. Yeah, I like that when he got the kid and he answers. The, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so there's this King Ahab and he's. Uh, he's got some issues. He's running his, you know, there's Judah. We got the tribes and we got a bunch of stuff going on. And what is he the king of? He's the king of like an area? Uh, yeah. Ahab is, is the king of Israel. Oh, oh, that's a big deal. Right. And so he and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Like if you're named Jehoshaphat, you're like, mom, dad, come on. Like what happened? I couldn't have just been Joey. Yeah, but maybe. But if you're Joe the king, Joe. you're like at least you're the king, Jehoshaphat, yeah. right? Jehoshaphat. Can you imagine being a Jehoshaphat, the dude named Jehoshaphat that wasn't the king? No, like, no, oh, I guess so. That's the oh, worst. I guess so. But so 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 Ahab is and Jehoshaphat are talking, and they're they're you know they're they're trying to be allies with one another, and. There's this uh, prophet. There's prophets all over the place. And some of them are good. Some of them are false. And um, so Ahab is complaining that there's this prophet, Micaiah, who never prophesies anything good. Mm. And he's like, you never prophesied for me. He's like whiny. And, and so it sounds he, like the news now. Yeah, right. He calls him into his office. He's like, he's like, Micaiah, give me a prophecy. Micaiah gives him a prophecy. He says, and then and they say, see, you never have anything good to say. All these other guys are saying good things about me, and you don't have anything good. You don't want to prophesy any good fortune. And Jehoshaphat, Micaiah's like, dude, I, I can only tell you what God tells me. And he's like, I'm a true prophet of the Lord. Like, I believe in the Lord. And Jehoshaphat is like kind of sticking up for him, and he's like, hey, hey Ahab, I mean, 
you know, give the guy a break. Yeah. Right? So anyway. You so, know Ahab has diarrhea. So Ahab died. He's got IBS, right? Yeah. Well, he dies. Jehoshaphat. Uh, oh, is, but he didn't die of a gastrointestinal issue? I don't think so. Okay, I hope not. So Jehoshaphat is... is because you can't die from IBS. I want to point that out. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Jehoshaphat is the king of, of Judah still. And, and he's running things like God. He's listening to God. In fact, they go into this big battle. They're scared. They don't know what's going to happen. And, and they get a prophecy that says the, the battle is going to be the Lord's. No need to worry. Like, don't fear Jesus, God's got you, right? Jesus isn't around yet. Well, where do you get a prophecy? Does that like is that in the, like the the newspaper in the morning? No, you gotta have a prophet. There's no newspaper in the morning anymore. It's in the classified section. Okay, remember the classifieds? Prophecy here. You, you you check out the new prophecy. In the classifieds, you could find a job, a bike, and 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 um, a, a single white female seeking okay male, right? So anyway, so Jehoshaphat, they go into this battle. The Lord delivers the battle into their hands and his people are like ecstatic, right? Keep going in the Chronicles and you read about Jehoshaphat and at the end of his reign, I think he was like 35 when he took over and he reigned Judah for like 25 years. Wow. So he had some sons. Well, his one son basically um, took over and killed his brothers. Yeah. And then he decided... He was going to be like Ahab because he married one of Ahab's daughters and he wasn't going to follow in his father's footsteps. He followed in Ahab's footsteps. And then Elijah sent him. A, so he killed his brothers and then married Ahab's uh, girl? Yeah, killed his, killed his brothers, married Definitely, Ahab's Definitely, just girl. in case you wondered, this is Old Testament. Old, you know, <laughs> you know, somebody's dying, they're marrying somebody's girl. Oh, yeah. And there's some stuff going on. You know it's Old Testament stuff. Oh, uh, the Old Testament? Would have to be on like Showtime or Cinemax, right? It couldn't even be on HBO. The Old Testament's so aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My son is not old enough to watch anything from the Old Testament. No, you know you don't even read these stories to your kids, right? Because then Jehoram, listen to that. I mean, this is a story you wouldn't read to your kids, right? This might be on IDTV, but as a reenactment, like you wouldn't see it live. Um, so do, like, do you remember when you got a call to yeah. play uh, an actor? That's right. A tilted uh, chilled, uh, lover or something um, like that? It was called Deadly Affairs was the show. Yeah, I remember that. I would love to sit there and have heard the conversation. You're like, hey, uh, babe, uh, I got called as the deacon to see if I could be on Deadly Affairs as an actor. Oh, So Jehoram was Jehoshaphat's son. And he receives this letter from Elijah who was, you know, Elijah. Oh, Jehoram and Jehoshaphat, kind of like... Uh, Kyle and Kendall Jenner, like they have all the same names, yeah, and Kim you know, and Chloe. Right. Yeah, no, there's yeah, one more. Case, right? case, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so, so just so you know, uh, uh, to the Kardashians, Jehoram and, and his Jehoshaphat, did, they, they did, did it before, before you. Before you guys, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's all. Everybody's trying to clone it, right? So he gets this letter from Elijah and says, "And the Lord God says to me, you have not followed the ways of your father Jehoshaphat or of Asa, king of Judah." You have followed the ways of the kings of Israel. You have led Judah and the people of Jerusalem to prostitute themselves. He keeps going on. He said, the Lord is about to strike your people, your sons, your wives, and everything that is yours. And you yourself will be very ill with a lingering disease of the bowels until the disease causes your bowels to come out. Wow. So then... You know, uh, the Lord gets the hostility of the... I actually think this is where irritable bowel came from. Man, it gets the, 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 like the Philistines and the Arabs and the surrounding 
uh, tribes, they get all worked up and they come and they attack. And after all... And this guy's just sitting on the toilet. They come to attack him and his kill bowels all these are out. Pe- They kill all these oh people. Oh my gosh. And then the Lord afflicted Jehoram with an incurable disease of the bowels. Wow. In the course of time. And in fact, Judah was of the line of David, the, the tribe of Judah. And so it's the only reason that God decided not to destroy the whole city of Judah is because he promised that Jesus would come from the line of David. So he had to protect wow. the town of Judah. But it does say that he afflicted Jehoram. At the end of the second year, his bowels came out because of the disease and he died in great pain. His people made no funeral fire in his honor as they had for his predecessors. Wow. And that was it, man. His bowels came out. So you want to talk about irritable bowel. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's more than irritable bowel. Yeah. There. I think the key here is there is a connection to how we feel as people towards our physical selves and towards our spiritual selves. Yeah. And knowing that if we can find ways to better control stress, if we can find ways for those of you that are religious to better connect with Jesus, maybe we'll uh, be more regular when it comes to uh, the potty time. You know, I do find that if I'm, uh, the better I feel about something, the better I'll perform in it, right? So the better I feel about, uh, uh, you know, uh, an exercise that I'm doing, like, you know, I didn't used to love burpees. Yeah. But now I feel better about it because I understand the form and what it does and and how the thing works that I, I actually like burpees now. Well, I also felt like before this episode, you weren't quite as sure uh, with Irritable Bowel where we're going to go, but I think you've done an amazing job. Oh, man, only with your guidance. <laughs> because I feel like we're connected. Oh, you know, and Jehoram, <laughs> Jehoram is looking right over us. Oh, Jehoshaphat. No, so, Jehoram's down there. I will tell you some things I do to reduce stress. I want to hear it. Yeah. Now I've learned that while I listen to someone's lungs, I do deep breathing myself and I enjoy it. Okay, that makes sense. I enjoy uh, exercise, right? I um, love the time. I'm trying to get better at loving the time with your kids when they're being like wild and crazy. Yeah. But you're just like being with them. I'm trying to find myself more just present in the moment, not trying to think about what else has to go on, where I have to be next. And one of the things I enjoy the most that uh, helps relieve stress towards work and family is uh, recording with you. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, this is one of my favorite de-stressors. Yeah. Um, and it's great because, you know, I, I think when people listen, they have no idea what goes into this. And most of the time, we don't even we talk. I mean, we, we have an idea for a topic. We, we have some sort of like three-sentence rough outline. And, uh, and I love seeing what comes out of both of our minds as we put this together. And it's, it's a ton of fun. Yeah. So if you have irritable bowel syndrome, tell your doctor. Yeah. Right? Um, there are treatments. And it is a clinical diagnosis. You don't need a million tests if your doctor is doing a good job and your symptoms are classic. Knowing if you have bloating, we can treat that. If you have diarrhea, we can treat that. If you have constipation, we can treat that. But you have to realize, of course there's a mind-body, there's a mind-gut connection. And I think that is something that interplays all throughout life. And I want everyone out there to spend some time tomorrow and think about what can I do for myself 
to help me feel better about myself and my life, and therefore, hopefully, your body feeling better. I think that's great advice. Um, get to know your body. Yeah. Right? So you can understand when it's a little out of whack. And get to know your mind. Right? Spend some time. And if you're, if you're somebody who's spiritual, you know, I, I would say spend some time in prayer. Spend some time, some quiet time and listen to that voice. Whatever that voice is. Where, wherever the spirit that you have leads you. You know, I hope, my hope is that it would lead you to a place where you could understand more about you know, the, the God and, and, and what he's given us. But if that's not your route, man, then, you know, you, you'll find whatever that is. But find a place for peace and, and some, uh, some, some quiet time. But if you haven't and you're having a terrible day and your kids are driving you crazy and your coworkers are driving you crazy and you are in the toilet and you are having just terrible diarrhea, I want to hear you sing it. Let's get irritable, irritable. Let me hear your body talk. Let me hear your body talk. Two things you can always count on. The doc is in. And the deacon speaking. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. You can always check us out on Twitter. Uh, at Doc Deacon. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Doc and the Deacon. We've got a Facebook page, Doc and the Deacon. A website, docandthedeacon.com. If you have irritable bowel syndrome and one of the foods we talked about makes you really gassy or bloated, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you've had trouble with irritable bowel syndrome um, or stress, right? Talk to the doc. Send us a note. We'd love to hear from you. If oh, do, do you know when we do game night? One of the people we do game night with has, uh, has irritable bowel syndrome. Hmm. But due to not breaking HIPAA, I'll have you answer that question after the break. <laughs> hey, thanks so much. Uh, we always enjoy talking to you. Can't wait to hear from you. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments This show gon' be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% authentic, you can't fake it Often imitated, but never duplicated So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in Now I'm coming to close it like a Raldis Chapman